0: That is definitely working smarter. And imagine what you can do with that power at your next tailgate party. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. to talk is jericho it's the pot of thunder and rock and roll and today suicide silence brings the rock and roll back to tij guitarist mark hillman and singer eddie hermida are here and yes they're going to address the petition that got started a couple weeks back to try and stop the release of their brand new record which came out today the new record self-titled and you'll find out why coming up in the show there's a very good reason yeah there's actually fans that are petitioning for the album not to be released I mean, are those even fans? I mean, calm down. Listen to the music. Listen to the rock and roll, man. You're going to hear also what it was like for Suicide Silence to continue on after the tragic death of their founding singer, Mitch Lucker, who was killed in a motorcycle accident. Mark talks about that terrible day, and he and Eddie recount the story of how Eddie came to join Suicide Silence and save them from, from, from total demise. But what it's been like for him the last few years to win over Mitch's fans and honor his memory at the same time. Of course, we're going to talk about the new Suicide Silence album, which is a huge departure. For the band It's their second with Eddie And their first with Legendary producer Ross Robinson We got some studio stories Some touring stories Some life stories Some making uh, video stories Some trombone stories Some suicide solution stories Because I'm an idiot keep calling them Suicide solution All kinds of other Crazy stuff With Mark and Eddie But before we get To suicide silence Here's how you can Become a part of The Talk is Jericho army This is not the Kiss army It's the TIJ army Sign up for the Talk is Jericho Automated email service At podcast1.com slash Jericho. You'll be in the know when it comes to the show and uh, be able to share all of your favorite episodes with a single click of a button. Join that podcastone.com slash Jericho. You'll find out about all the guests uh, every week, biweekly, uh, what the, we're going to talk about, the topics, all that other stuff. So podcastone.com slash Jericho. Go do it now. All right. Also, something else I want you to do. You know, I'm able to do this podcast for you for twice a week for free because of the amazing sponsors like NatureBox, Box. Not just supporting this show, Nature Box is supporting my hunger and keeping me snack-filled snack, uh, snack filled on the road. It's making my snacks much tastier, much healthier when I go on the road. I throw a couple Nature Box snacks in my carry-on, and I'm good to go for a long day of travel, long flights overseas to uh, Germany, Nuremberg, Germany, like I, uh, I'm here today. And you, longtime talkers, Jericho fans, know that my go-to snacks are the coconut cashews. I always have those on hand. But if that's not your thing, guess what? Nature Box has literally hundreds of of other choices including dried fruit granola nuts and seeds a bunch of other great snacks like white cheddar caramel popcorn vanilla bean wafers uh, nom noms they got something for everyone nom 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 banana nom Man, man, man. And you'll feel good about eating Nature Box snacks because they got no artificial colors. Check. No artificial flavors. Check. No artificial sweeteners. Check. All the snacks are made up with high quality ingredientes. And if you ever try something you don't like, Nature Box will replace it for free. Okay. Nature Box delivers the snacks right to your front door, and they've recently made their service even better. Now you can order as much as you want, as often as you want, with no minimum battle juice required, and you can cancel at any time. Check out their snack catalog at natureboxcom Jericho, and when you place your first auditor, you'll get 50% off. That's right, 50% off your first order at naturebox.com Jericho. Get your healthy snack on, have it delivered right to your front door. Just go to naturebox.com Jericho. That's naturebox.com Jericho. Have the greatest snacks, the tastiest snacks, the healthiest snacks you can possibly have. Naturebox, go check it out, naturebox.com slash Jericho. Your, uh, your, your, your figure and your stomach will thank you. Talk is Jericho. And one of the things that he did was that- said okay you have to transpose all the guitar souls onto a piccolo oh shit! Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah so he did it and then there was one song that i don't i'm not sure that i'm not a muso but mm-hmm. the the key couldn't be translated into piccolo or something so like this. That's what was I was like bass or treble. Yes, or something like and he that. took it back to Zapp and said, "This one can't be uh, translated into piccolo and Zapp." When you pass the test,
1: yeah, and nice. Make sure that you. That just is awesome. That. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Actually, right? Well, then I feel good for questioning that. I was like, "That's not." Yeah, a... see, you know, and you,
0: you must be a <laughs> muse Eddie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I, here, we're, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, I played trombone in and like pretty much from second grade on to me too. High. Oh,
0: really? Oh, nice. No shit. I made the I made the car. Uh, Mistake of giving up guitar lessons to take up trombone. Wow. <laughs> that is the biggest Thinking, mistake. like, well, listen, how many guitar players are there if I can get the rock and roll gig as a trombone this player? Is gonna this laid. is going to get me laid. This is going to get me laid. And my teacher was this guy, uh, Brad Roberts, who was the uh, the singer of the Crash Test Dummies. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know that Mm-mm yeah. song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he grew up in Winnipeg mm-hmm, and he was my nice. guitar teacher. Hell yeah. So yeah, I good. quit Brad Roberts to go play trombone. What that's the freaking really... What
1: happened? What
0: that's happened (laughs) Coolest thing you could have ever done. (laughs) How did you get into
1: trombone into heavy metal? uh, Okay, so I was we we had a they called them assemblies. Mm -hmm. You know the multi purpose room where we played basketball and uh, ate our food. Um, One day they just ushered all the all the kids from our elementary school into this place and they had this like quintet. Of people who were basically showing what appreciation of music is to you know to people who didn't love music. I grew up loving music. My mom was a big Beatles fan, right? So like rock and roll and music was always ingrained in my my body. My mom sang, so and she had a really beautiful voice. So I was always just really enthralled by the sounds of music. And all these people come in, and I'm like watching these people explain to other people like they're taking the uh, the Pink Panther music and <laughs> uh, and transposing it. To be really pretty or really evil sounding, mm. and and then they because uh, panthers diminished, well, yeah. so
2: you can move that around into Ex- many different exactly into, interesting, yeah, in, yeah. Into, yeah, yeah.
1: And, and they were like kind of dumbing it down for for children, you know, like and doing this big assembly. And one of the guys played trombone, and when they did the when they that did the trom- was probably badass <laughs> when like, <laughs> they did the trombone, the trombone, uh,
0: uh, uh-huh. uh <laughs> <like, laughs> is that a trumpet though?
1: Uh. No, it's a saxophone. Pink Panther, it's a saxophone. Yeah, it's a saxophone. But everybody was playing it and doing their renditions, and then they were doing like, oh, man, you can totally change the vibe of a conversation. And they had two people acting, and the trombone player was playing the music, and it made it sound really evil at one point, and I was like, I was like, this thing is sick. So
2: you wanted to do evil trombone? <laughs> <playing>? I just, <laughs> like the most evil. Trombone. I just thought it
1: was such a versatile thing. I was like, this is the instrument. I, I don't. I had a calling to it, and then from there I started playing.
2: And he's uh, good too. And like, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like he I want to. bust it and starts busting
0: Star Wars <laughs> and shit right away. Like I don't know. I was thinking like like uh, ACDC, Long Way to the Top, You <laughs> Want to Rock Really? Had Bond playing uh, the bagpipes. Yeah. You guys need a Suicide Silence. Along with you busting out a wicked trombone, next record. Next record. Why not? We we had
2: we had all of our instruments in the room when we were writing this recent record. Uh He had his trombone, but yeah. But pretty much everybody was like, once you busted it out, it's like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like like, it doesn't quite fit.
0: (laughs) 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 That's funny because in 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 the WWE, there's this act, New Day. The New Day. I don't know if you guys are wrestling fans, but one of the guys comes down the ring with a trombone and he's playing the trombone like he's made the trombone like a mainstream WWE. Oh my Because the the the, the, thi- the thing is is like new day rocks. People say he's like. Wah. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, dude. And so then. Uh, that's pretty good. About six months ago, we did a little thing where I had to grab his trombone and start playing it. I had to practice like for a while to get the embouchure, right? <laughs> yeah. the, that's the one thing that goes away. Man. You yeah. got to really yeah. get it. It's yeah. not like guitar where you just lay it down, dude, right?
1: Dude, I, I picked it up for like
0: maybe 30
1: minutes and I put it down and my, my lips were swollen. It looked like I just got a collagen <laughs> yeah. implant. And I was like, I was like, ow, dude. Oh, man. It's, it's like the. Uh, chops are gone, uh, dude. What's the guy's like uh,
0: what a wonderful world. Whoever that yeah. guy is, uh, he had those big giant cheeks yeah. for blowing. <laughs> yeah. Was that's it Louis a, Louis uh, Armstrong? Yeah. Louis Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the giant what frog cheeks. World. It's just something you never thought you'd hear. I uh, discussed uh, with Suicide Silence, uh, trombone and brass instruments. But, but, but guess that's what, what? We do here. That's where vo- I mean vocals. They, that's where they. Sure, from. it's cool. You know,
1: it's like I mean, it 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 shows you the, the positioning of the air and how to manipulate a note and mm-hmm. and and where to find the note. There Lung is no control. There is no oh, keys. Yeah. There's, yeah. No, there's no like button you can press and create a note. So you have to find the That's note in your, from your mouth. One of the one of the lessons that I learned from a, a, a badass jazz uh, trombonist, it's, he uh, he told me to to put the the mouthpiece to my mouth and do a, a scale. So do a full uh, major scale with just my mouth and the mouthpiece. Oh, okay. And from there, like, it taught me how to manipulate a a, a note without moving the slide. So it it was like, that was, like,
0: groundbreaking. It blew my mind that you could do that. Well, one one of the big, uh, I know, vocal warm-ups that a lot of guys do, including Chuck Billy, that night when we did the Metal Allegiance thing, was they do the... Which is totally you're you're acting like you're blowing into a wind a wood a brass instrument brass
1: instrument it it, it it controls your diaphragm yeah that's what that that's what it stuff. is it's that's I, that's it's it all goes hand in hand it's, you know this, like it's the air yeah. instruments it, it, that's all this is it's and it, whether you whether you're
0: singing heavy metal or singing you know a jazz thing it still comes from the same concept of of how you get your vocal control exactly when you yeah.
1: said trombone it made perfect sense because I mean <laughs> I, at the at Metal Legions I was completely blown away I'm not trying to your horn right now but no pun uh, intended <laughs> uh, kind of
0: <laughs> but uh, went right over my head but
1: uh but i have to be candid and say i i wasn't privy to to fozzy and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. your and your and your skill so when you're on stage Vocal with mark prowess. when you're mm. on stage with mark and you're all of a sudden you're just belting out these halford highs and i was just like
0: yeah, dude I'm yeah. so like oh my god it's because you're a trombone player <laughs> that's man. exactly why man chalk it up dude but we're here yeah. with Eddie and, and, and Mark from, from Suicide Silence and it's funny because I'm glad we got to set this up Eddie and I were gonna do this I think we're probably with you as well Mark I yeah, thought you yeah. so yeah. at NAM, which yeah, we we're talking right. about is, right. is the biggest like holy shit there's so much stuff going on <laughs> yeah. and our mutual publicist George great guy's like you gotta do Suicide Silence I'm like well maybe we can do 11 or 12 and then we get their rehearsal and there's 18 songs that these guys want to learn i'm like dude you can't do 18 songs in an hour yeah Yeah. oh we'll we'll figure it out we'll figure it out and so it didn't it's always out but it's always that way right we'll we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen we're all professionals (laughs) you know and so we did do the metal legions which was great you did five minutes alone with with carla and and the guys and that whole show was sick very cool right
1: so so like it's badass. I, I kept saying this to my friends and my girlfriend. I was like, dude, you, you know, the biggest thing is to see all these names, these big names that you attribute with ego. Mm. A lot of people like to go, oh, ego this, oh, ego that. Oh, this guy's this, this guy's that. And then you actually put all these guys in a room together, and when we start, dick and fart jokes and, That's and start exactly talking right. about oh man who's having a whiskey with me or who's having, <laughs> a, who's having a
0: shot of vodka right before we go on stage I'm a little nervous and then you're like you're nervous? <laughs> <laughs> you got like yeah Chuck Billy's there and, um, and Alex Skolnick and Mark uh, Asquida and Mike Portnoy and Charlie Benanti and oh. Gary Holt and the list goes on and on Billy Sheehan Yeah man showing up to do an yep. Exodus tune like I it was, was just so a great floored. mix of dudes and like you said Phil bro, Demmel Phil, Phil Demmel. Demmel yeah had great him. player yeah. Yeah. he yeah. might have been the best guitar player on stage that night I think uh, I think he did every single Skolnik, song. Skolnick, kind of like Skolnick is is, is, a, is a wizard. But I'm just yeah. talking like Phil held that together oh, right, with right. like watching the drummer for Make the Change Now. Yeah, like, okay, it's your yeah. soul. he yeah. was yeah. almost He's a like jammer. he was the musical director oh, of, yeah, that, totally, of that, totally, that totally. thing. You know what I, I mean? And yeah, I, was, I
1: was like, I was like feeling that same thing and like I would look over to him and be like are we,
2: are we nailing it right now you were treating oh, him like you treat me on stage yeah. I watched you I watched you walk <laughs> over there and like uh, almost give him the microphone like you would to me and I'm like don't do that to <laughs> Phil right now he yeah. probably doesn't want to sing yeah. and then you're like you didn't do it yeah. I was like oh. I, I, that's exactly the vibe that I was I had I was like
1: I would normally give the mic to Mar-
2: Mark right now <laughs> oh wait he's not Mark all right, uh, were you there
0: Mark that night yeah, yeah. oh were you I didn't yeah, even know
2: yeah. No. yeah I was hanging out in the I was watching with Jeff Loomis oh, okay in the back yeah. and uh, all the rest of the name dropper dude jeff loomis though Another, it's like the Rippers. Player. like when you're at when i'm at nam like being a guitar player musician guy like i'm always just kind of gravitated to be like around the sick rippers and there was like a corner <laughs> at that show where it was just a bunch of rippers all watching this show <laughs> it, was, it was super cool it was like and then just yeah, you you going out there? I still like gave it up to him. I was like after t- after he was done, I was like Eddie, you never you always like, re- remind me that you are like one of the best vocalists in <laughs> metal great. right yeah, now. Like, yeah. that was so sick. Just stop it. It. That you stop it. stop, right stop continue, it. Continue. Stop it. Continue. Stop
0: it. Continue. Please let me hear that stop. again. But stop. Please. <laughs> How did you get involved
2: with that,
1: uh, Eddie? Um, Mark Mengi. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess um, okay. So Nuclear Blast is the label that that puts on uh, Metal Allegiance, and I guess Mark went. Do you have any artists that? Are available and um, we have, you know, five. We want to do five minutes alone or I'm broken uh, by Pantera. And uh, Tommy Jones is uh, he's the art director uh, for Nuclear Blast, and he said, and he's been a longtime friend of mine uh, through the heavy metal scene. He uh, he was very involved with. with uh, his production company and making videos and, and, and doing DVDs for bands, and uh, he and I hit it off. We smoked weed together. Did uh, you that's, got that's, smoke how that. you That's how you bond in this world, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do the drugs, and then everything, and then <laughs> uh, uh, everything gets... Everything uh, seems so the, clear. The, everything is everything seems so clear. Except the um, hard stuff. Yeah, yeah. Get that out <laughs> of <out> there. <laughs> yeah, it's not the days for that anymore. Uh, but him and I just hit it off, and he suggested that I would be perfect for uh, Pantera, you know. Yeah, it was great, because
0: I know they had that song on the set list, and it was like, who can we get to sing this? And, yeah. Because you know, it's not, it's, me and Mark can't do it's
1: that. one of my favorite bands of all time. Right. You know, it's, it's I remember uh, getting carried uh, in a mosh pit up to the front, and Phil high-fiving me, and I was like, I need to be a singer in a band. <laughs> and, that's, and you are. And, and here, here you are. Dreams coming true. So it was a big deal for me. It was a really cool, really cool thing. I, I was really honored to be in that circle of... of of guys that I really look up to, yeah, uh, and being in just in that presence and then going up there and doing just my thing it, yeah. and getting accepted, it was it felt really nice. It was a lot of fun, yeah, it a really lot was. of fun, it
0: really was. And it, it's perfect timing too because you were out there uh, spreading press for yourself and the band with the new yeah. record Suicide yeah. Silence, exactly. which is self titled, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Suicide self-titled Silence. Yeah. Which I always have a trivia question can you name a band that has. Uh, the name of the band that has a self-titled record and a song on the album that's called dude.
2: That. That's my favorite joke. I'm always like, oh, Black Sabbath. Off the record, Black Sabbath released in 19. Black Sabbath, like the year, like, <laughs> or like, you know, or like like Iron Maiden's Iron that's Maiden right, off yeah, of the yeah. record. Iron that's Maiden exactly, released right. in 19. Iron Maiden. <laughs> so like we you just throw it in the year.
1: Iron Maiden. Yeah. I really wanted to name the song Silence, Suicide Silence, just for that purpose. It, not for that purpose. It was like it was like the song that was defining us and. I didn't really think about that. Mm-hmm. And then one of my one of my buddies back home, he's like, dude, you can't do that. That's like Suicide Silence off the record Suicide Silence and the song Suicide Silence. Bad company!s
2: bad company yeah. up in 19, <laughs> bad company.
0: <laughs> why, why, uh, why did you decide to call the record Suicide Silence? Man, I...
2: We're semi-calculated in all of our our doings, and uh, I think we just set it after our first record. Like, if we get to, if we last to uh, our fifth record, Let's do a self-titled because mm. probably that would be out of our senior record and into <laughs> into like a, a unknown type of uh, a, into our university career. record, right? Yeah, our yes. university senior high record. school university That's exactly graduating. I don't know. It's just it's. Uh, I will say probably because of the Black album. You know, from early on, we've always kind of followed footsteps of a lot of our favorite bands, and we never really knew that we would last this long. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're here and then uh and then once we met Ross Robinson who produced it who's a major influence on all of us and he ha- he's known for
1: self-titled every, uh, self-titled records like Slip slipknot, every... slipknot corn Corn's corn, corn. <laughs> Uh, the Cure, the cure. <laughs> the cure, The Cure. Wow, he did The Cure also. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah definitely a very uh, polished producer, very legendary producer I, producer. I wouldn't call him
2: polished. I mean, I mean he's known for his is, rawness, but polished in his own way. Polished, r- a refined, I guess polished resume. I guess. Yeah, yeah, sir, yeah I guess. definitely. Cure,
0: yeah, very, basically a, a very legendary dude producer. for sure. Yep. How did you end up working with him? Oh,
2: well, it was a long time fans. coming. <laughs> we we pretty much figured out when we were in the studio that. Everything we've done almost led us to bring us to Ross Robinson. Like, we, when we did our first record with John Travis, he came at us as a producer and said, You guys are amazing live. We're, we're going to record you live and you're just going to play the songs. And that's how we're going to capture you because you guys are such a live force. Mm-hmm. And that's like a kind of a Ross Robinson angle. And John was kind of, you know, bouncing on the fact that we're influenced from a lot of things that Ross did. Uh, and then every step along the way, it's just, we're like closer and closer to meeting Ross and, and getting in there with him. And he, like you're saying, he's and he's a renowned producer and coming from our like death metal roots. It's kind of hard to get in to record with somebody like Ross. Yeah. But, uh, you know, with this, it was, uh, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd met him previous, you know, before we started and, uh. Uh, we were in the position where it's like, you know what, this is a, this is the time where we take our band in a different direction where we, like, shock our fans, shock the heavy metal world and do something really outside of our, our wheelhouse. And that's when we're like, Ross is the guy for sure for this. Let's get him, you know, get him out here, talk to him. And it was just, like, sparks right away. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, he was reading right into us and just, you know, saying everything the way that we were feeling about, you know, just putting fear aside of you know anticipating maybe fans not liking something or you know maybe having bad reactions because we've got such a a niche that Mm. we've really created for ourselves and and getting outside of that niche is scary because people will talk shit and so, what
0: what did you do on this record that, that's so completely different from the past? Okay, so... Because if you're listening to, to your first single, Doris, I mean, it's still blisteringly heavy. They're still yeah. screaming your ass off in a good way. Yep. I didn't really see what the kerfuffle was about, because some fans, did. as we'll talk it about, there's there's is, a petition like a to ha- not have this album <laughs> released, it's which ridiculous. I love. I love it, like, too. Like, under what grounds?
1: The, like, yeah, the, the, uh, the, who, uh, who is going to take that the, seriously? The, in the, the
0: judge the of rock will yeah. go, yes, this album is not coming out! <laughs>
1: You know the nuclear blast is going to go. You know what? Uh, you know that. You know the, that money that we just fronted you guys, so you guys could record this record. You know, just put yeah. it in your pocket. Don't worry about it. Sixty-three fans yeah. have demanded it does not come out, and yeah. we're going to listen to them. Um, uh, the biggest it's Eddie's fault. Yeah, it's, and it, it's of course, you're going to get the blame. We'll Duh. talk about that too. Right? Um, uh, the, I think the biggest the biggest thing uh, uh, that that is different on this record is that it's not. Um, it's not as heavily influenced by death metal. Uh, mm. It has a lot more nuance from different areas of rock and roll and and music in general. I mean the, the, more,
0: the more more melodic singing, uh, clean well, singing. Clean, for lack sing- of lack of a clean term. singing
1: is the the easiest the easiest target, but the music in itself is uh, allowing clean clean mm-hmm. singing. A lot of our stuff was atonal. We we you know we're known for the. One zero one two three <laughs> zero, you know breakdowns and the dun, dun 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 It's very
2: death our, metal. Our it's music very was almost guttural. anti-music when we first started. <laughs> you know, we wanted to piss people off with our anti-tradition with with this with the songs, which is what we kind of built it around. Mm-hmm. And this time, it was like. Chord progressions, changes, key changes, what? you know, things that Mind are chords, part of music. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that, that is, as weird as it is to say, that's such a big difference for our music and listeners yeah. to hear all of a sudden a chorus with chord progression. Mm-hmm. Like, that's actually not something we've but really done. But isn't that,
0: and it's, it's one of the things, like, listen, I, we're, we're all music fans here and no one, a uh, bigger Metallica fan than me, I'm sure all of us, but I know from my experience, was a Metallica fanatic. Now yep. I, I joined in on ride the lightning, but then hearing the 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 blowback to fade the black at yeah. that point in time, yeah. people just hating yeah, the fact that there was acoustic guitar yeah. on yeah. their second record, ah. yeah. you know, yeah. and then move forward to the black album, which you mentioned. I hated it when it first came mm-hmm. out because I was a Justice guy. Yep. Then I hated Load when it came out. You know, yeah. you go back and listen to it. obviously Black Album is the best, yeah. and Amazing. Load is actually pretty damn good too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Taken yeah. for what it is. Yeah. yeah. So. Fans always have this problem when a band evolves. Yeah, and and it's—I don't think it's a problem
1: Mm -hmm. right now. I'm taking it. I'm taking it for what it is, which is we're doing something. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Complacency would have been a problem to Mm -hmm. me. Uh, uh, You know, uh, hey, you guys really nailed it on the head. Coming from a 15-year-old kid, Mm -hmm. that means we're not doing our job. You know, these kids don't know about Metallica. They don't know about Judas Priest. They don't know. You know that those aren't the, the the metal that I come from isn't what they come from. Mm-hmm. So their what they come from is us, and if we change it up, we're messing with their identity, man. We're we're really uh, throwing a, a spoke in 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 their sure uh, sure a wrench in their spokes. Into the spoke. you know, yeah, you know, and, and and it hurts them. You know, it bums them out. You know, I, that's why I don't take any of that. Hatred or any anything of that like of that nature. I wouldn't even
0: say hatred. It's more like a hesitation. Exactly, you know, um, wanting to re- resistance. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Because if you look at the greatest bands of all time, and we're doing this right now on the new Fazio record. It is different from what we're known for, but it's not completely different from from who we are as a band. Yeah. It's the same thing as you talk about. You know, Kiss. I was made for loving you, or the Stones. Miss you, or Rod yeah. Stewart. Do you think I'm sexy? Yeah. They went disco. It's not disco. <laughs> no. It's just a disco beat to it, but it's still Kiss. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. That's Kiss song, if I've ever heard one, yeah, Yeah. you know, and and, and you're talking about the songs that you're doing. It's like the best bands, if it's Zeppelin or U2 or Sabbath or Guns N' Roses, Beatles, they have different sounds. Changes by the Sabbath, dude. Changes. Do you, exactly. Pla- you that is like... Planet the, you know, uh, planet or planet Caravan. Or tequila I mean, or Sunrise. I'm sure, you know. they're yeah. not yeah. Sabbath tunes no. per se. Yeah. 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 Junior, uh, J- J- not Junior's farm, but it was the J- eyes of whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Something about Junior and a farm and on a Sabbath tune. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get flamed for it. Yeah, right. Send complaints at Talk you're, to Jericho. Through Junior's oh, eyes, you're, you're I think yeah, it's called. Yeah, Anyways, a lot of... I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. But that's to be expected. I think you should do that as a band because there's only a couple bands Slayer ACDC that can do the same record for 30 years and do it well but I'm not sure that
1: honestly in the last 10 years it's been the the fans have run the the underground scene which Mm -hmm. is the underground is supposed to be known for checks and balances I guess you could say you know like hey you know uh, these metal bands are putting out pop records cool well there's a, a sick underground movement that's gonna give you everything that you don't want right sure you know and uh, we were the underground the, our fans are, are are made in that world they're complacent to replaced sounds in the studio cheap recordings because underground bands don't make mm-hmm. a lot of money it's a small niche and when when it's time for us to spread our wings as a band where you know we've been doing it for 10 years it's I want to do something a, a little bit different in my life, you know. It, I you can't drive the same car forever, you know. that's sure leases are a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is this
0: something that you did uh, uh, that you made a point of saying we want to do something <laughs> different with this record, or did that come organically through with working with Ross? Sure. Uh, it was.
1: I think it was something that for me, I, I knew going into this band uh, when I when I was asked to join, I knew that the first record had to be us proving our our, 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 worth and us proving who we are, and then the next record was going to be the, the record, the mm-hmm. record where I could really do something outside of what I've always done, um, which is I, I had been there for years. I, I've been, I've been wanting to do this record for a long time now. It, I, there's, a, I've gotten about as far as I'm going to get in the, in the metal community, mm-hmm. and. Um, and that's I, I was very happy with where I was at but now it's time to push myself I'm a musician man I, I'm, I need to grow I need to I need to learn I need to learn how to do this you know I need to make my mistakes I need to I need to fall into the mud and get back up mm. you know that's Did you th-
0: agree with that mark when you were writing her
2: Absolutely I mean challenging ourselves and also going into it wanting to challenge the metal community where right. it's like we see a, a, a stagnancy that happens where it is affordable to, to record this or it's uh, it makes sense to just, you know, record with the same person that we recorded with last time or or do things that are very safe. And and then, you know, metalheads and the metal community, they kind of do, they, they they grow like an ownership of the music they like. It's, this is my music. I, I own this. And uh, with us, it's like, you know, I know and we know that people feel like they really are connected and own our music. But at the same time, we connect with all our fans so much. We know them. It's like we're a niche band. We hang out with our fans. Mm-hmm. We know a lot of these people, and yeah. we know that they're more open than that. And Absolutely. and that gave us like this confidence where it's just like, dude, like we have wrote, written these records and always said, you know, we'll do this kind of thing on the next record. You know, we'll uh, we'll work on something like that on the next one. This one, let's let's keep it safe still. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, it was just kind of it was that time it was just, let's go into this we have a group of guys that are all in good you know positions in our lives which is is unique because we've came from just a wild <laughs> roller coaster of heavy metal and sure. debauchery and like now it's like alright we're grown we can actually put a schedule in front of us go and commit to each other to all show up in a, in a jam space and work on music together and encourage each other to test ourselves push ourselves and uh it was just that time to, like you said, you know, spread our wings, mm-hmm. show everything that we can potentially accomplish with music, not just inside of this death metal box that we're, you know, real hesitant Expected to, to stay within.
0: All right, there are some seriously talented luchadores in AEW, and not all of them speak English, which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos, eh, amigas. See, already learning. Ha-ha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy, They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words, sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started Talk is Jericho. Let's talk about that, though. You mentioned to, to Eddie, you said when you came in, you take the blame. You talk about kind of the first record after him. What we're talking about is, is your original singer, Mitch. Mitch Lucker passed away, mm-hmm. yeah. which you're talking about the worst thing that could happen for your brother, for your, for your band, for all these different things. It seems like it would be a good time. Like you mentioned, you bring Eddie in the band, you do the record, kind of get Try and get back on, you know, back on this planet. Now this record can be a real, true band effort because I'm mm-hmm. sure the first record you did after Mitch's passing is not easy to do at all. No,
1: definitely not. Okay, that it, was rough. It, that was, you know, that's that was where we weren't playing it safe by doing something uh, traditional. Yeah, you're um, just trying to regroup, right? We were, yeah, we were showing the world that something so tragic was not going to um, Stop Us. I mean, the name of the record is You Can't Stop Me. And Mm -hmm. we didn't even title it that. It was Mitch's last words that he wrote is You Can't Stop Me. Mm -hmm. And to us, that's always been the precursor of why we should do it now and not on the next record. Mm -hmm. They didn't get a chance to do what they wanted to do on the next record with Mitch. Mm -hmm. And, like, even saying that right now, I'm choking up a little bit because it's true. It's a fact. It's like we don't we didn't get that chance. We didn't get a chance to hear what Mitch really wanted to do with music. You know, it, it's it's something that's stifled now, and it's all because we were playing it safe, catering to a music business, catering to a fandom, catering to all the things that brought us away from wanting to be a musician to begin with. Like, I wanted to play death metal and and be in a death metal band because I... I didn't care about record sales, and I didn't care about the, the music industry. I didn't care about that. I wanted to be punk rock. I wanted the kids that felt left out in school, the kids who felt adjudicated, I wanted them to f- feel at home with our music, and that's what brought me here. So why the hell did I become this machine to, uh, this machine slave to this death metal? It, it, was, it was completely backwards in my head, and um, it broke my heart. And what you're hearing on this record is that broken heart, mm-hmm. uh, is the 10 years of basically slamming my head against the wall and wondering why things weren't coming up daisies, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 it breaks my heart still to this day. It, it, it's, it's really hard to talk about. But here we are. Right, We're here to show you that you can pick your head up after something so tragic. You can find uh, comfort in all the mistakes in the world, and you can grow from it, and you can become better, you can become stronger,
0: and that's what this record is as well. So how was that for you, Mark? Obviously, you talk about, like, that's how I, that's, and as sucky as this is, sucky. (laughs) Twelve. That's how I became familiar with with Suicide Silence Mm was because you read about this on Blabbermouth and then I'm calling shadows. I'm like, do you know these guys that are from Huntington, just like you? And obviously Matt had went through it with Rev. You know, Metallica with Cliff. And Mm -hmm. and, and the perfect example, ACDC, Bon Scott, Mm -hmm. obviously passed away right when they're at the cusp of getting to the next level. Kind of the same thing that happened to you.
2: Exact same thing, really. Like, we had just signed a deal to Nuclear Entertainment, which was the new nuclear blast with Monty Connor running it where like Roadrunner and Nuclear came together yeah. it was a huge it was huge for us it was like pretty much our dreams were coming true you know we'd already released three records we were about to go uh, you know work on our senior record which would be our Justice for all <laughs> you know like following these footsteps and we were ready to do something that was more on the progressive tip just like Justice or, or and we were, we were going to make that shift into doing the, the integration of all of our influence and do something so much, so much different and, and really hammer out what we'd been trying to get out of our hearts and souls for a while. And Mitch was the one that was really leading us as far as you know, pushing the limits and really critiquing us. He would be he, he like not like a lot of singers. Eddie is is very much like this. He's at the rehearsal. Mitch was the same way. Mitch would come and he would listen to his jam. He wouldn't necessarily say anything, but if it sucked, he'd be like, "No, like that's that like let's not do that shit." <laughs> but if it was something really out there, he was always wanting us to do the most. Testy kind of things, testies.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, really just tet You really are 12 years old. I know we are, dude. I Sucks can't help to it. Suck, dude. You know, as serious as a conversation can be, like, yeah. it just goes that way. You got to throw that in there. <laughs>
2: but, like, it is. It's rough because, you know, him and I were really working together on all the music and working on, you know, starting to work on lyrics together and and, and put together ideas of how, how to further take our our artistry and how to really just challenge people, exactly what we're doing on this record. It was it was him that wanted to lead that that role. And, you know, he was coming into his own realizing he was a trendsetter. You know, he was people were doing a lot of things he was doing and, you know, for a while it was an identity kind of thing, starting to believe you are what, you know, the industry or fans start to think you are. And, you know, right before he passed, he was really starting to feel comfortable with doing whatever he Felt was good for himself, which was like that first step towards, you know, being creatively free. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we worked on... We I wor- mean, in 2011.
1: I remember specifically, like, the day we were in Virginia and I was talking to Mitch. I was like, dude, what's next? What's next for you guys? You guys are pretty much reigning this deathcore world. You guys are on the top. You're selling a bunch of records. You guys are killing it in all of your live shows. You've been killing it for 10 years. What's, what's next for you guys? Like, what are you, what are you up to? And one of the first things he said, he goes, I really want to step lessons. out of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm taking vocal lessons. Mm. I'm, I really want to incorporate more melody into who we are. I mean, and I was, at that point, The Black Crown was out, and I had already heard it. I had already heard from No Time to Bleed, uh, them taking ethereal steps, uh, you, you know, steps into where there, there's a bridge in the song, and all of a sudden it's super spacey and this tripped out awesome thing in deathcore, which didn't exist, mm-hmm. you know. And and then the Black Crown came out, and I was like, this record right here. For me personally, I, I I was a fan of that record. I thought that record was really showing their songwriting skills. It showed it showed how they could jump off of Progress. a cliff and it was, bring it right it back to heaviness. Time, it
2: was the first time that we had uh, decided to give ourselves to the idea that the music is going to treat people Mm -hmm. Uh, like maybe i'd said earlier like when we first started really going you know we wanted to piss people off and offend people and once we offended everybody we could offend we're like well now let's try and i mean for lack of a better term help people let's give our gift and gift this to the people that are going to hear it and really hope to you know help people out so we, were com- we came up with like being positively negative you know so like w- when we have a song that's called Fuck everything really <laughs> like well f- everything like look around you appreciate what you have like none of this bullshit that's gonna bo- that bothers you matters like mm-hmm. we were trying we were trying to you know appeal to people and get them out of a-, a negative space and bring them to something that they could you know work them through their 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 issues and be a therapy session through music and yeah, I mean it's it is it's really it's sad to it's sad to think that you know we really don't know what we would have what we would have yeah, right? what we would have really would would have happened, you know, you can't stop me ended up being the perfect record for us post Mitch coming out and being triumphant, staying with that positively negative kind of back in black yeah our back in black, uh, yeah, back yeah, in black. Right, people right. people loved yeah. it people people really responded to it well but for us as creators as people that you know strive to just always be testing ourselves like it was fulfilling for a little but then it was about, like about halfway through the touring cycle i was i was already
1: leaning towards and hey, we need to get in the studio and write this next record like i'm a, like it, this was fun. This is great. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate all the fans, and it's gotten bigger than I would have ever, ever expected, totally, especially for me. Like I, it's the biggest platform I'd ever had. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just at that point I was I saw how we were all unsatisfied. I saw the band yearning to to put something else out, to do something different, to really step into suicide Silence mm-hmm. and and take it to where it was already geared up to, t- to go
0: you have to make a record like you said to kind of take that step from you know the grieving process and kind of move forward and once that record comes out and it's done now it's time to really be the new version of suicide silence with, exactly. with, with eddie as the singer yeah, right. when, when, when you first find out about, about mitch's passing mark is your initial reac- reaction is we have to continue on i don't want to do this anymore Shh. You know, like I said, not only from losing even your... Think, I didn't even
2: really think about the band. Mm-hmm. You know, really, like, the place that we were at as individuals, I thought about sobriety. <laughs> right. I thought about, I'm, I gotta clean myself up. I gotta fix this shit, because there had been something in my head for over, you know, three years at that point, where I'm like, one day I'm gonna have to fix some shit that I'm doing to myself right mm-hmm. now. And Mitch, you know, me and him were, the, were like, ragers, like, enraging Mm -hmm. and uh you know people can say like mitch was an alcoholic and mitch you know was a drug addict or whatever it was like no mitch was just doing the same sure shit that everybody does when 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 we're you know in that position we're on tour we're drinking we're hanging out Mm -hmm. and and it would just became an everyday lifestyle for us and you know when i when i heard that you know for it wasn't even that mitch had passed it was that mitch got in a wreck and that the, the only details were really like, there's multiple dislocations, and he's in the hospital right now, and I melted. Hmm. And I, I was uh, I was like an hour away from Orange County. I went home, it was Halloween night, and I, I was gonna go to sleep early so that I could go to the studio the next day, and Mitch was gonna record vocals for these two songs that we had worked on. One of them was what ended up being You Can't Stop Me. Um, but obviously he never made it to that sesh. And it was, it was just, I was falling apart, you know, as a, as a person. Mm-hmm. I did the band, I didn't give a shit. I could care less. It was like, I was really worried and scared at that point that like, everything that I had been afraid of as far as like my health and like things that I might be, might be getting out of my control, now it was proving itself. And I mm-hmm. was, I was really just so lost, so lost. And, um... And then once it was, uh, once you know, I drove up to Orange County, and he had passed before I even got up there. I was just in shambles, dude. Like so, so I knew I was at a point of needing to rebuild my entire world, mm. and and I was like a ad- identity crisis type thing. It's like, am I? Am I? Like, how do I, how do I do this? How, so, the the band was not on my radar, mm. but once once we've shifted our attention to his daughter and thinking about, okay, like Mitch is gone, like, what can we do for him? Uh, we at least had, I and the group had something to sh- put our energy towards, which was the memorial show that we did and opening and starting the Kennedy Lucker Foundation, uh, raising money for her so that when she turns 18, she can go to college and be and be taken care of because that was his number one. That, mm-hmm. that was... Uh, when we were touring, why we toured so hard, and everything that was really driving the band was Mitch's daughter, him being a father. Um, yeah, it was
1: like 2006 when he came up to me and we were on tour, and he was like, Dude, i'm gonna have a kid yeah that and I, dude
2: that was sudden that, we thought the like, band
1: was over i was yeah. like <laughs> oh shit he's i was a like kid? i was like dude our guitarist just had a kid too and i don't think he's gonna tour that much what are you gonna do and him being like no, nah, dude i'm gonna take this band to the very very top and i need to do this for her like now i have a purpose i was mm-hmm. like i was like oh shit And i would never really seen anybody at that point do that uh
0: and so you knew the band and tour with the because your band was oh, All yeah. Shall Perish, right? My
1: old band was All Shall Perish. We did a tour in 2006. It was their first national tour and my first national tour with All Shall Perish. I had just joined the band, and uh, we had we had just recorded uh, The Price of Existence. It's the name of that record. And um, uh, we did, it was uh, 52, Fifty six shows in sixty days. Wow, and it was sick. It was, it was it was honestly not so much sick
0: for the singers, it, but yeah. it,
1: but but you know what? We were we were also jazz. I was tw- I was twenty two, twenty three years old. Yeah. and I was just like on fire. Everything about what I did needed to be. Full bore. It was it was wartime, man. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was time to it was time to attack the world with our sound. And hey,
2: none of us had catalogs of music, so we were really only playing like half hour. Yeah, totally. Tonight, you know, <laughs> yeah. One album each. Yeah, I'm yeah. all talking like I was on stage, really sweating it out.
1: <laughs> it was a Springsteen set. Thirty minutes. <laughs> no, it was, uh, yeah, we were, we were. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. uh But. It, it was that tour that really, I mean, Mitch and I got matching tattoos on that tour. Like yeah, We were yeah. real cute. and <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, bro, we'll get a tattoo, like
1: matching tattoos first, and then the whole tour package. You'll get it, right? <laughs> Nobody else got it. And my band actually gave me shit for a long time. They were like, huh, well, who has a matching tattoo with another guy, you lord of gayness? I, I
0: do, too. <laughs> <laughs> me and Shadows have the Halloween uh, yes. pumpkin. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah,
1: Dude, so. Marcus Steiger... Would probably kiss that tattoo. He loves Halloween. Does the, he? The Halloween's a nuclear blast
0: band. Of yeah, course. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There so, you go. So me and me and Shadows are huge Halloween fans. So I, awesome. I feel your pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So
1: um, yeah. It was that. It was that. That tour that really uh, solidified uh, our friendship, and uh, we were always we always had this kind of friendship rivalry going on, where I wanted my band to be as big, and I wanted for us to really have that kind of. Work ethic to where we tour all the time. I told. And I remember. Mitch always wanted us to be like more progressive, like i Shall right, Perish. So it was like it was this wow. it was this
2: awesome rivalry that went on, and I, I, that's why I'm in the band. It, it, that, Seems
0: f- like you're the perfect guy to step in. That, there was the, no
2: tryouts. There was no anything. Once once the decision was made, that's like all right, we want to do the band again. And once our other guitar player who started the band. Which was funny that he started the band and Mitch basically joined the band without telling anybody who was gonna join. There was another <laughs> singer and Mitch he got kicked, on stage. He, kicked
1: the other guy. he got on
2: stage one show, their second show, sang and and was like, "Hey, uh, this guy's not gonna be in the band anymore." And, and that was how, like, Mitch got in the band. Like, like, uh, but yeah, you know, once Garza, our other guitar player, he was like, "If we change the name, like, I'm gonna quit." And once I heard him say that, I was like, "Well, that means that there's passion. That means we're still here. Like, mm-hmm. well, let's let's get it going again." and then Eddie's name was thrown in the hat, and there was no other option. It was just like, if he'll do it, then we're gonna do that.
0: And, and, it, I, and how was that for you, having to leave the band to come to
2: Well, It's, it's, it's... He made it, us wait a month. I <laughs> <yeah, laughs> yeah, told yeah. us yes or no. Playing hard
0: well, to get. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not, it was it was, a, it was a time for that. Um, my band at the time, uh, we had gone, I mean, pretty much the whole original lineup, except for the bass player and myself, uh, had quit. Uh, touring had become a little bit too much. Our guitarist, uh, who had a wife and kids and a job and and a business, uh, t t-shirt printing uh, business, he was seeing the the weight of having to be in a band when your heart's somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And, um, the other members just couldn't deal with another member in the band, and they quit. So, we kind of had this, like, skeleton band put together of really amazing musicians, and we were still doing something, but everybody was fighting the, the grain. Uh, everybody was, you know, it, we wanted to tour as comfortably as possible, but we're a band that doesn't sell more than 100,000 CDs. Uh, I'm sorry, guys, you're gonna have to tour in a van and trailer, yeah. and you're gonna have to work your ass off. That's just part of being an underground mm-hmm, band. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fear... Uh, was overbearing. We, I had, I had, I was already like, I had a job and I was already booking uh, shows. So I had already kind of given up on
2: touring and being in this sensational band. We had seen it too. That's the reason why his name even got brought up oh. because we heard that Ben, who was he, who he's talking about, who had the t-shirt company, we heard he quit All shot parish and we're like, about oh shit. Ben quit. Like that band's kind of falling apart. Maybe Eddie would want to do this. Mm-hmm. And and it it really was that it really was that
1: time. And, uh, sure enough, as soon as I told my guys, and the reason I made him wait is because I, I needed to talk to my guys first. And uh, I, I, I put it to them like this. I was like, look, we can remain a band. Everybody can do what they want to do is have jobs on the side and treat this like a side project. This is the perfect opportunity for that. And, uh, when, uh, when I made the decision, all of a sudden they went up in arms and they're like, no, we need to take this band extremely seriously. And then they kicked me out. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, that, so that, easy. That, that was, that was, <laughs> that was, a uh, yeah, exactly. So, so for me, it was, it was kind of it was extremely like emotionally, uh, dis- I was well, in, in, in a, in a place. Years, yeah, it was right. my baby. And for them to be like, no. And I remember signing the contract that was signing me out of the band and being like, I'm literally breaking up with, my mm. with my band right now and here you guys go i i, I went in, i broke out in hives wow. because uh the 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 uh the pressure from the fans of my announcement and then having to sign this contract and then the pressure of like making sure that i was doing something correct and not doing something that was gonna seem forced um it, it, the pressure of all that was just it was really heavy at the time yeah. and it was good for me because it kept me passionate and it kept kept me kind of in line, didn't let me kind of fall into some kind of big-headed, uh, you know, egotistical, you know, mumbo-jumbo that people mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. fall into when, when when, you get attention all of a sudden. It, it kept me grounded, my own self, you know, my, my own... Disturbed uh, right. way of way of dealing with things. It so, kept it kept me kept me floored, and I, I went into that studio about as humble as possible. You know, I, I just lost everything but gained everything at the same time.
0: How did the fans react when they heard that you were in the band?
1: About about how they're reacting right now to the new music. <laughs> okay, now it's all your fault. It's all my fault. You know, it's it's uh, how how dare you? Who do you think you are? Um, uh, I got the the real the real crazy off the off off the off the deep end fans started uh, threatening my life. Uh, so they threatened my mother's life, my family. They're like, we're dude. gonna we're gonna wipe your name off the face of the earth type uh, type. Uh, you know, There's Don some Corleone that type. You, though, too. Uh, yeah, I, I'm saying that's, that was the initial the, reaction, yeah, and then yeah. and then and then the you know the support was. Also overwhelming. It was like we love your old band. Uh, you know, uh, you know. I I wasn't a fan of Suicide Songs, but now you're in the band, and I I am going to stick behind mm-hmm. you guys. I back you guys 100. percent So there was also that, which
0: because the thing the thing about what happens, it's not like okay, I don't know. The first one that pops into mind is like okay, Journey. So Steve Perry's still alive, but they've got another guy singing. Maybe I can understand. Arnell, Arnel, right? <laughs> but you're talking about somebody that's passed away. Mm-hmm. It, being mad that you got a new singer, it's like, well, what do you want us to do? Like, <laughs> yeah. Should we wait until this deal hologram thing is more perfected and go Jeez. out with that as the singer? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't understand that concept of yelling, you know, like when when Randy yeah, Rhodes yeah. dies and Jakey Lee comes in. Jakey Lee, Randy forever. Well, he's right. dead, dude. Yeah, what do you yeah, want yeah. me to do? Yeah. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a way to, to test. It, it's testing somebody's strength, which is kind of kind of badass in a way you know you're like hey dude are you really a badass like mm-hmm. like the dude that i know was a badass mitch was a badass mm-hmm. so that this is what people are going to check you and if if you are are Threatened by it, if it breaks you down, if it makes you want to run away, then you were never meant to be there to begin with. Mm-hmm. And that person is absolutely right. But if you make if you prove them wrong, that person is gonna support you harder than anybody else. Exactly.
2: It's also similar to right now. We made a we made a, a lane change in our sound and we made a complete image change with our singer. Not at all does Eddie look like Mitch. So no, when, our, no, when, our fans, when our fans are when our fans are seeing it, it's like you got someone who doesn't look like Mitch at all. That's the first thing they're gonna think. It's like this isn't Mitch, you know, mm-hmm. like you're never gonna be able to do what mitch does and and they're judging it as as something that it's they're used to something that they hold in that is theirs mm-hmm. and mitch and mitch was you know a lot of people's favorite frontman, and to to you know replace I quote it's like to, to have to replace so it's like we're not trying to replace mitch like we're we're gonna move forward with him you know still with us and we're going to keep suicide silence alive for mitch yeah Yeah. it's not it's it's in no way in hell would mitch ever want us to stop because he died yeah you know me and him me and him made the pact we'll never quit this band Mm -hmm. so i'm not gonna quit you know i'm not gonna quit because mitch
0: nor would he expect that
2: no so it's it's ultimately for us i'm glad that we can realize this it's just good that we have people that care so much about what we are up to
0: passionate fans
2: and and when it comes down to it like we're we do keep ourselves in a in a higher regard when it comes to what we're going to do because this is our you know our craft our our baby you know so our fans are right there below it we care a lot about them and we're here for them but on the same token like we are still doing these these massive changes and massive moves and we will continue to do this to to test them, mm-hmm. to make sure that, you know, you love this. We love it more than you, I promise. <laughs> yeah. And we're gonna show you Trust us. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna show yeah. You, yeah. You, you how like what it's all band, about.
0: We're not letting you down. I don't then, know.
1: That's what this record is. You know now you've seen the backstory and you see where where the hell we come from, it helps you understand what this record is about. Mm-hmm. Uh it it is that. It's us showing the fans that even if we're experimenting, if we're doing something outside of our box, that it's who we are. We've always been this. We're here to challenge. We're here to make a statement. We're here to be a band that doesn't fall in line. And honestly, the, the backlash, the the petitions online that we were talking about, that's, like he said, it's proving that the fans have a passion and that they're there. And I back the fact that some kid is out there going, no. I'm going to fight for what I think is right. It, it's right for you right now. That's mm-hmm. fine. You can feel that way. Uh, this record it allows you to feel that way. It's giving the people a, a voice in a mm-hmm. way. Sure. It's, it gives me a voice. I'm I'm here to say, no, what you're saying is cool. And I'm here to, and I'm going to fight that. I'm going to fight that this is one of the truest forms of art that I've ever put out. Uh, I'm very proud of the work that I did on this. I, I, I worked extremely hard on myself and dove mm-hmm. extremely, extremely deep into my, like, my sub-psyche to bring sounds that come from my influences, come from, you know, my Mike Patton influences, my Jonathan Davis influences, my Gino Moreno influences, my Corey Taylor influences. All those things that Ross Robinson embodies in so many ways. And I finally got a chance to work with this guy. Why the hell? What I sit on my hinds and write something that I know I can do, knock it out of the park one hundred percent why would I do that no i 'm i 'm here to challenge myself, just it's like it's you so should bad. be challenge your, challenging yourself every day that 's what life is about, if not you 're not living. I'm here to live, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: how, how was the first show you played with Eddie, uh, and for you, Eddie, to sing with Suicide Solution for the first su- su- Suicide Solution. <laughs> suicide wow, Solution. Wow, <laughs> wow, 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 wow <laughs> I still had Ozzy on the brain and <laughs> <I ran it. laughs> Suicide Silence. That, the first show we did was at Soundwave
2: in Melbourne. Oh, Melbourne. what a great
0: tour that was, man. Yeah, yeah it was really good. It was 2014.
2: Business. Yeah, me too. Um, that's like the greatest tour of all time, yeah. I believe. <laughs> it was a great, it was yeah. a
0: traveling stadium tour, yep. yeah, like a festival. But yeah. you'd travel with everybody. It's like yep. summer camp, yep. and way Green bigger Day than American like the American Festival. The craziest. That yeah. was Metallica <laughs> and uh, and Blink. Yeah. Yep. yeah, you know.
1: Um, uh, the the thing the thing for me on that tour was, oh my god, oh my god, uh, this is not. Uh, I didn't get a trial run. Uh, yeah. uh, I We didn't do anything in small in the states first. You know, I'm not used to this. What's going on? I, I, you know, the biggest e- example of shows that I had played in, in that nature was, you know, festivals in Europe or the festival run on Mayhem in two thousand eleven. That was that. That was about as biggest shows, the biggest shows I'd ever played in my life. Mm-hmm. And here, we threw the, him to the wolves.
2: Yeah, yeah. right knew, away. We knew we were doing that. Right. Up. Oh we yeah. Wanted to do that. See how he does. Yeah, we made know. the plan. We're like, all right, we're gonna do this. Soundwave should be our first tour back because we have great Australian fans. Mm-hmm. They're hard. Uh, It's it's we're we're like more celebrities in Australia for some reason than most places in the world and just like going there people Love suicide silence, so we knew that if it's like we bring Eddie We throw him out there in front of all these people that are gonna have hold hold very high expectations if he kills it Then then that's great and he murdered it (laughs) and everybody was there to pay attention And it was it was really a cathartic kind of thing, because well, one, it was the first time that I'd played a show sober in a very long oh, fucking right. time. Wow! Yeah, yeah uh, and and then uh, just surrounded by friends on stage, and it was like, first time I got to look over and see Eddie and not see Mitch, which was pretty intense but awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then looking to my right, you know, on the side of the stage and seeing just all of my friends that, you know, I've known forever and have always been in my corner and always helped me through M- Mitch's passing. And from other bands. From other bands. Yeah. Uh you know, and industry having them there, and everybody, in, in industry people, you know, uh, literally tears and 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 things like that. It was just, it was very much like, all right, this is happening. And then we got to like, you know, somewhere in the set, wherever the wall of death was, and then just watching like the crowd going uh-huh. insane. And we're like, and it was just like, all right, this is all really, this is it. This is this is the beginning of whatever we're doing now, which mm-hmm. which is which is, you know, feeling like the the. The highest mountaintops we've really been on in our whole career is just this, you know, this whole this whole process of of. Sorry of having, for laughing. No, of course. But you're talking here, like, and all
1: I'm thinking is, right before going on stage, our drummer, oh yeah, had literally the biggest technical foul up that you could ever like. He we almost did not go on stage on time, and you know, sound yeah, sure. If you don't go on stage on time, you missed you your set. Missed your set, yeah. So my
2: first.
0: What happened?
1: Oh, so trigger module oh, blue. Oh, gotcha. Our, our, tr- our trigger module module blue, and I'm sitting here like focusing and like eye of the tiger, and I look up <laughs> and Alex is going, Oh my god! Oh my god! We're not gonna go inside! What's going on right now? And like, ah! What? And I'm, what? Like, and I'm like, like, What? what? I'm like, Can I please go home right now? <laughs> I'm and that was that. He's saying all this is like grandiose and awesome, and I'm like, I'm like, Yeah, but I was butt- ripping <laughs> balls, dude! I was freaking the. F- out (laughs) it it was it was really 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 scary for me and then i go on stage and everything
2: goes away and it's like and it's
1: like money once that first note hits you're fine yeah
2: we had to be eddie's support system (laughs) when, when he first joined the band like we were all very much uh We'd been home for a while, you know, losing Mitch and then and then getting this, like, time off and to write a record. Like, it was the longest time away from the road we would had in n- nine years or something. So we were refreshed, you know. We were very much at the top of our game, and having him come in, getting all this criticism— all this pressure, all these interviews, people just putting him on the spot about everything. He was, you know, rightfully so, you know, pretty, you know, nervous, yeah. you know. And yeah. and we we had to be strong, you know, like <laughs> and just support him through everything. And uh, and everything was going pretty well, and Soundwave got locked in. But then, yeah, when when Alex blew the trigger before the first show, <laughs> he, that was you. You were freaking out. I was
1: it. like, I was like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> like, what is going on? And then. I, Literally, that could have been the the best thing that ever happened because, uh, at that point, you're like, okay, cool, we we can fight through anything. Like, right, if you can get through that, we, yeah. if we got through this, it's like uh, two minutes before going on stage. It was we we had already done the hands in. We were like, <laughs> we were fired up to to, all right, you guys ready? Go team blue, blah, ever give me a hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, let's go! Ah, wait, my trigger module's blown. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wait, two minutes? What? <laughs> and 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 there's like ten thousand, fifteen thousand kids waiting. That was the part that made me nervous. It's just like, if we don't go on stage, the, the, the blowback's not going to go on Alex Lopez for messing up, or like it's, it's Eddie Romita was a pussy and <laughs> didn't, didn't go on go. stage. Yeah. That's a what stage people were, fright. yeah. So <laughs> that's that's where I was, my mind was at. And then from there, it was. I don't even like I don't remember the middle. I remember that moment and I remember today. Coming like off the stage it, it, triumphantly. Yeah, it's like it's it's been one hell of a ride. <laughs> and and literally it's taught me so much about myself. I've learned to let go on stage. Uh I've I've been adopted by Suicide Silence. And Suicide Silence wasn't just Mitch. It's 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 a it's a way of being, it's a mm. way of life. It's, it's a, it's a positive revolution inside of yourself. It's a, it's a centered, um, kind of woo-woo way of looking at things. It's, it's like, hey dude, like, yeah, you're coming at me all crooked, but guess what, man? I still love you. Mm -hmm. Like, and that, that right there, it's like, hey, don't be afraid of anything. Have some balls and. Really do right. what you what you're set sure, out sure, to do. Sure. And
2: we've I, been, we've I, been criticized our whole career exactly. for not being death metal enough, you know, <laughs> and Mitch not looking like a traditional death metal singer. Which he didn't. Yeah. He did not at all. So that's where the deathcore thing came from. People didn't want to call us death metal, and we wanted to be a death metal band, you know, when we first started. So us getting called deathcore and being like, just, you know, pigeonholed, you know, mm-hmm, as, mm-hmm. as most bands don't want to be. We were. We were right. like, you're this. And that's what that's what people told us. So it's like. Us being told what we were, like we had to be super thick-skinned and just, you know, back up what we had and and just murder everything and just be the most that's brutal did, and yeah. and just slay. So like, you know, that, that when helps, Eddie when Eddie that came helps in, you a lot, man. When that's what you have to be
1: because that's what that's what the band represents. It it, it flows into your veins sure, and you become you that. Position, yeah. And I, I'm sure enough. I'm watching videos from 2013 or for, I'm sorry, 2014 when I first started playing with the band to the Corn Tour that we did in October of 2015. Oh, am sorry, no. Corn yeah. Tour is 2015? Yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, Good <laughs> to you see your Hello, oh, kids. Yeah. My mind has gone into apple shit. <laughs> uh, basically, seeing those videos and then seeing how we've advanced or how, We've become more comfortable with each other and become a unit. It's it's blow. It blows my mind even, and I I realize that it's become a a coat that I wear, Mm -hmm. and it's become a coat that we all wear together at the same time. It's a really cool thing, man, and. It gave us the basis it, it gave us the basis to be where we're at today it It changed my life. Mm-hmm. you know being in this band has made me become a stronger person and a, and a better person,
0: which you would have to It's a lot of pressure yeah, put on you, yeah, but absolutely d- just a few more things I have to bring up. We were in the studio the other day doing the fozzie record and we were just like looking at videos like, ah oh, let's look at some different videos, so we looked at Garden of and Guns and Roses mm-hmm. how that's all filmed kind of like in a fisheye lens yep. and then and then rich Ward was like, you gotta see this one the suicide uh suicide silence for um um, you only live once you only live once in the shooting range yeah unbelievable video the band is playing and then all these people some kids some chicks just take out guns and just start just killing you guys yep. blood packs everywhere yep. but you never die you just keep yep. rocking yep. what a great video 55 million views i saw today yeah, yeah. it's yeah. insane
2: and that and that idea came from our all the other all criticism like i was speaking about like we all the people that were shooting at us we were kind of uh Placing them in little areas of like, okay, these people, you know, they hate on suicide Here's a signs. Here's, Here's the fan. Here's the fan. Yeah, there's my ex girlfriend, <laughs> literally <laughs> shooting me,
0: um, <laughs> just getting off on it. Yeah, son of a bitch. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and
2: then, and then to end it all, like the priest blowing us up with the bazooka. Um, <laughs> so it, great. Yeah. Cool. It, I mean, it was it was all just kind of a camped out, like not not really a serious. But such a great
0: thing. idea, though, yeah. with the blood packs and everything. Yep. I mean, that looked like I mean that must have been kind of fun. So yeah. much fun. So much fun. <laughs>
2: they, to this day still talk about the blood yeah well because at the end of the shoot the whole the floor was like an inch th- thick of, of blood and uh yeah, it was fun i mean it was all you know we're playing and we had the parts where you know the director was like all right this is where we're gonna shoot so it's like three two one like react act to it and then somebody we had a uh like a co2 shot you know uh yeah. line up our pants or whatever and they just shoot it off and explode with blood and just like pl- ham it up and act all crazy <laughs> uh and, and it was a Lot of just, uh, the only thing we had planned was we're gonna be in here and we're gonna get shot at. Everything that happens in the video was all just us kind of riffing and, and coming up with different That's ideas. Great. You know, getting shot in the leg, falling on the ground and doing the guitar solo. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was an, it was also an intense, long day. We started at six and didn't get done in the morning, didn't get done till midnight. And, uh, you know, just to furthermore how badass Mitch was as a performer, uh, he threw himself at that video and had to go to the hospital after because he had, like, his neck was so displaced from headbanging <laughs> so
0: all rocking. day. <laughs>
2: like, uh, yeah, that's a, that was a... That...
0: Really, really good. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's on YouTube. Yeah. It's a great piece of work. But yeah. last question, and it's one for each of you. First sure. of all, your favorite song on Suicide Solution, which is hard because I know they're all your children, <laughs> but is the one that stands out <laughs> for suicide you. Suicide Solution again. <laughs> i man. man! Sorry. <laughs> now I got on my head. Good time. Good time. See, I, I thought Suicide salu- Suicide Silence is the name of the band, ladies and gentlemen. What? Who, who? I thought I was booking Suicide Solution. Guys, <laughs> call my agent. Call uh, my
1: manager. We're uh, we're we're uh, per fans' request, we're changing our name to Suicide
2: Solution.
0: <laughs> oh, we awesome Jericho knows. Man. And there's gonna be a song called Suicide Solution <laughs> on the Suicide Solution <laughs> <laughs> album. I'm Zach Mild. Totally. You look a little bit like a skinny edge, too. Yeah.
2: From W, the wrestler, yeah, Not
0: Edge from YouTube.
2: You're, that's crazy. You're telling me that because I've gotten that before, but never from you a You kind of do WWE. have it, like, even
0: facially. You kind of, you kind of. Yeah, as soon as you in, I was like, ah, oh, he kind of looks like Edge. Dude, he looks hey, like, him. he's a handsome, <laughs> he's guy. a handsome devil, <laughs> handsome devil. Favorite song on Suicide Silence, the new record. Um, the, my favorite song, I would have to say the song Conformity. Mm-hmm. It's uh,
1: it's our ballad. It was like uh, we went into it, kind of in my in my mind i was i was really really pumped on doing a ballad i have i've always wanted to do my my every rose has its thorn yeah, you know nothing I, else matters, yeah so. I, 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 you know the the the, uh, the Mr. Big song you know what i mean to be with you Dude, mm. it, th- that Great is solo. that is like amazing that to me will forever hold you know, the, the VH1 video, like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. place in my heart. So, it's like, I've always wanted to do that. A song that you can do just acoustic and vocals, and Garza wrote the riff. Mm-hmm. And when he wrote that riff, I was like, oh my God, like, I felt, I felt at peace, I felt like whole. And, uh, and everything else just flowed from there. And watching the song come together, the chorus coming together per a conversation with with Ross and I talking about the state of the music industry, the state of people in general, how complacent we are to the news, to politics. As soon as somebody says something, you're like, oh, yeah, I agree with that, and now that's my new belief system. Mm -hmm. And beliefs are cages, uh... If if you want to get ethereal with me, and once you put that cage over yourself, you're you're conforming to something, even though you could be the most non-conformist human being. And conformity is about that. It's kind of taking. It's a joke. It's a poke at what the metal scene has become. It's become so conformist. It's become so uh, contrived, especially the underground metal scene. It's like you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. And this song is the two middle fingers in oh, the yeah. air to that song. That's it's it's, it's what, us literally putting our hands in the air and.
0: What about live? Which one of uh, of Mitch's songs do you like to sing? Because obviously they're probably very personal in a lot of ways to him. And you've had to adopt those lyrics and make them your own as you sing them.
1: Of course. Uh, the song Unanswered for me will always be uh, a very, very close to home song because I'm not atheist. Uh, I'm agnostic. And that song isn't, uh, didn't I? What is not did not whats is agnostic? Agnostic is, uh, is the belief that uh, there is no exact way of being able to put words or a f- your finger on religion atheists is you don't believe in God a- Atheist is... B- atheists is you believe it's very scientific it's gotcha. like our bodies do this and when you die you turn off and you go in the ground mm-hmm. and you become soil for it. and agnostic is our minds are not capable of understanding. I understand. It's, so, it. so it's, agnostic it, front. Agnostic front. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, now I know what it means <laughs> yeah, yeah. after all these years. <laughs> and, and, and that song is more agnostic than it is atheist. It's 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 a challenge to God to show Himself. Mm. I'm I'm here. I'm a human being. Obviously, there is a, a God out there. Show yourself. Be here with me because I'm lost. Mm-hmm, and yeah. that song is a very heavy duty song for me. It's it, you know it, it gets the crowd chanting. Where is your God? Where is your God? Was your God, that to me is like one of the most powerful mm. songs live because the, everybody knows it. And then the song Disengage is also just uh, for me, it's very fun to play. It's the song we do The Wall of Death on, and, <laughs> and the opening riff, it just gets me pumped.
2: It's like taking a shot of coffee. It's like, Pah, here we
1: here go. We go. <laughs>
2: How about you, Mark? Favorite song
0: on the new record and favorite song to play live?
2: Conformity uh, also is probably my favorite, but since he explained it already, I would go on the other spectrum of uh, our kind of ballad song, the song that everybody calls my song. Uh, it's a song called Dying in a Red Room. Actually called Planet Heilman. Yeah, my last name is Heilman, <laughs> and, uh, and everyone was calling it Planet Heilman when we were working on it because it's very spacey, and, and uh, the... The main riff is something that came to me while I was on a wild trip one time, like in the back lounge of our bus. Uh, and uh, about going into Canada, actually, yeah, about nice, to go to Canada. There was a, there was a there was a couple of, uh, of of things that were floating around on the bus that weren't allowed to be on the bus when we were crossing <laughs> over the. So over we ingested the... them. Yeah, you know, they're they were, they're were <laughs> on the organic the... side, yes, yes, but yes, uh, yes. Uh, so I was just in the back lounge. Uh, Playing this little acoustic guitar that I have, and this, not even the riff came out. This is just a technique that I had never really done, which is just a, a funny little thing. And if you listen to the song, you'll hear it in the guitar riff. It's hypnotizing. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just very circular It's just breathing and circular, and uh, and that that was the first time that I ever tapped into a very natural state of my playing that was that's not technical and wild it's something simple and really cool to hear and the fact that it turned into a song i remember we were working on the song and i remember gars asking like where do you see the song going and i'm like see it just just go it's just going it's it's, it's not going to go anywhere it's going to stay where it is and it's going to kind of make you feel weird for being there yeah and uh it's got just a feeling to it, a vibe to it, and Eddie's vocals are the first time he's ever. It's all clean vocals throughout mm. the whole entire song, uh, very melodic and 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 driving, and probably one of the, some of the coolest drum beats that Alex has ever done. Uh, it's just a cool step for us, you know. Right, and, oh, and, and it was also when Brandon Boyd, cool name drop from yeah. Incubus, was in the studio with Who? us. <laughs> uh, it, we were showing him all these these songs and. You know, he was semi-familiar with uh, with, our, with our old stuff, and he heard that song, and he was like, man, like, it's really obvious when a band is, uh, you know, steps out of what they're used to doing but are very comfortable in something else. And he was like, this song is really, really good. And then mm-hmm. it just, like, exploded <laughs> me. I'm like, oh, my God, like, thanks, that's so cool. <laughs> but uh, okay. how about live? And then favorite live, uh, Disengage. Like, he was saying, that song is Mitch talking about... Uh, you know, one day there will be no more pain uh, and everything it will slip away and, and basically talking about dying mm-hmm. and talking about the day that he, 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 whenever, you know, he dies. And he was obsessed with that shit he was Hmm. obsessed with you know what it was what what happens when you die and he was obsessed with you know aliens and what the hell humans are and all this stuff so like that song was one of those songs when we uh were writing all our our old music was one of those things where we were trying to step outside and do something new and a little different and it it, it ended up being a, a song we wrote in a day that's a little bit different than any of our other songs and still was one of those jump-off points to, to where we are now, like mm-hmm. just experimenting and going different places. And I always... I constantly just thinking about him when I'm when we're playing that song. So that's
0: great, man. Well yeah. it's good talking to you guys and the record is Suicide Silence. Uh the band is Suicide Silence, although you can call them Suicide Solution. Sure yeah, as can. well. Uh, if you want to start a real petition, <laughs> start the petition. <laughs> to change the, the t- name t- Suicide Suicide to Suicide Solution. Solution. Wow, 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 but, uh, wow, wow. Chris Jericho gets credit for that. So I want ten percent
1: kids. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Our these. new manager yeah, thank you. Chris
0: Jericho. There you go. Thanks. Hell yeah. (laughs) All right, the new self-titled Suicide Silence album came out today, and you definitely want to check out this record. If you're a fan of the band or if you've never heard them, forget the petition. The album's out anyways. Nothing's going to stop them. And even if you sign that stupid thing, why why would you? I still urge you to give the new album a chance. All we all say in is give the album a chance hear for yourself how the guys challenge themselves to step out of their comfort zone and to try something new to grow as artists and musicians hey man I can uh, definitely uh, understand that it's always good to reinvent yourself it's always good to evolve as a performer uh, to evolve as a musician Uh, and I think they've done a great job Uh, it's really a heavy album with a lot of great tunes and wait till you see them do do the album live that'll convince you Suicide Silence is touring now they're out with Plague Vendor and Cameron Argon you can see dates and get tickets at Suicide Silence silence.net go check that out you can get the new album on their website and of course you can also get it on Amazon and if you do that please use the talk is Jericho links all my Amazon links are at podcast1.com click on the killer deals button in the top right corner of the page then hit the talk is Jericho button and while I'm handing out thanks big thanks for making the Jericho network at podcast one such a huge success and for those of you who listen to the latest episode of keeping it 100 with Conan you know it's debuting this Monday it's the newest show on the Jericho network the Raven effect featuring Raven he's crazy crazy Scott Levy. You know Raven and his podcast Flock are going to take on everything. Pop culture, politics, conspiracies, current events and as Raven says, General Muckety Muck. That's Raven for you. You're going to be well entertained this Monday and every Monday with the Raven effect. I've been waiting for a long time to bring Raven aboard. I'm very excited to have him with uh, me here on the Jericho Network. Go hit subscribe on iTunes now so you don't miss the big debut and please go ahead and subscribe to all the great Jer- Jericho Network podcasts. we got five days every week, every weekday. Scary awesomeness with Beyond the Darkness. Speaking of awesomest, Team Tiger Awesome dropping new laughs every Sunday and they were also on Talk to Jericho last week with High School Confidential on Wednesday. You gotta check that out. Uh, Monday the Bully, Bad Haircuts, Worst Teachers, First Kiss, High School bands. It's a very funny conversation about our high school years. And of course, Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus. Lance did not like Festival of Friendship. I wrote him up. He's on notice. Uh, any any more shenanigans like that, not liking anything that I do, he's gonna get fired. i uh, also got <laughs> of course, Keep It 100 with Conan, of course, as well, the Jericho Network's Monster Flagship Show. That's every Thursday. We got your week covered. And don't forget, I also got you covered March 15th, 2017. It's the biggest biggest podcast ever. ever. Mick Foley finally joins Talk is Jericho. Just a few weeks away. We've been talking about it for a year. Thank you uh, for that. Thank you for listening when you do. And keep listening right now for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next and next weekend on Wednesday we got legendary wrestling promoter, Tony Candelo, is going to be here. If you've ever heard anything about Canadian wrestling, Edge, Christian, Lance Storm, Don Callis, Chris Jericho, uh, everybody, Rhino, everybody has worked for Tony Candelo and has the crazy stories. uh, Dr. Luther has talked about him many times on on my podcast and on Killing the Town. You do not want to miss Tony Candelo this Wednesday. Uh, Oh, my gosh. This guy's been promoting for 40 years. uh, From Stu Hart, Vince McMahon's stories, Vern Ganya stories. That might be Tony Candelo calling right now, but he will be here on Wednesday. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Have a great weekend. Stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs, and a big yeah boy. You can download
1: new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com.